Hey, I'm Kimberly. And I'm Summer. And this is The Kids Are In Bed. We are two new moms who just had babies in 2020. During that time, we leaned on each other, our limited community, and the internet. We want to share our experiences and knowledge with you guys and hopefully entertain you a little. What better time to discuss babies, sex, pregnancy, and just life than when the kids are in bed. Hey, happy recording day. Hey. How's this week going for you? You know, it's been good. This was my last week before potentially going back to work. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. It's kind of a weird thing. So I'm doing a little bit of a job change. Uh-huh. Um, and I'm going to be a substitute teacher this year. But I'm still in the process of getting that all figured out. So I could potentially be subbing this week. Could not. <laughs> well, yay. Uh, yeah. Huh. So last week I had the babies, just me and them. Ryan went yeah. back to work. And then tomorrow they start daycare. Um, For those of you that don't know, luckily... Summer's kids and Logan all go to the same daycare. Mm-hmm. And even better, Ruth and Logan are in the same class. And it's like the best thing that has ever <laughs> happened. Because like outside of daycare, they like love each other. Mm-hmm. Like their love for each other is <laughs> it's deep. Like they really love each other. So and so cool. last year before uh summer, we took we all took a break for summer, but they were in the same daycare class. And so when I would go and pick Logan up and I'd say like, hey, how was his day? They'd say, Logan and Ruth hold hands all day long. <laughs> They're like, while they eat, while they nap, while they play, like they're mm-hmm. just with each other all the time. So last week we started daycare and Logan started a new class because he turned two and Ruth was home. And so that was a hard transition for all of us. And I was dreading it. I was like, I need Ruth there. I feel like (laughs) I felt more comfortable with Logan going to daycare knowing that Ruth was there. So I Mm -hmm. think it was like hard for me last week because Ruth wasn't there. Um, But Logan did great. And I think he's going to be very pleasantly surprised to see her in class tomorrow morning. I think they both are going to be so, so happy. And I think it's even better because now they can say each other's names. <laughs> yes. And like understand things. And so like tonight we were kind of prepping Ruth for tomorrow. And like she's like, tomorrow, Logie, tomorrow, Logie. And like she's ready. So, so cute. It'll be good. It'll be really I, good. Yeah. Before bed, I was telling Logan, okay, tomorrow's daycare. And usually I say, like, the names of some of the kids that I know are in his daycare class to kind of, Mm -hmm. like, clue him in and remind him. But I was like, tomorrow you get to see Ruth. And he said, Ruthie? And I was like, yes, she's going to go to daycare. So he's very much looking forward to that. And so am I. (laughs) I'm going to feel a lot better (laughs) knowing that she's there. Good. Well, speaking of weirdness and changes and transitions – Um, I don't know about you, but throughout like my motherhood journey and like pregnancy and all of that, I have come across some really weird thoughts and Mm. questions that I've had that I have taken to the internet because I have no idea what the answer is. Like, for example, when Logan was born, like Googling like the colors of his poops, like (laughs) is green poop no is green poop normal? Why does my baby have a sandy poop texture? Why does it smell like this? You know, I Googled a lot of poop questions when Logan was little. And so I took to Google a lot. Mm -hmm. So I figure let's do a segment called you Googled what? (laughs) Because I I think we both learned a lot from Google Mm -hmm. when it came to figuring out what on earth we were doing. Yeah, I may not always been the best way to go about things but I learned a lot whether I wanted to or not I learned a lot that's true because Google can either have the answer or it can cause a lot of anxiety Mm -hmm. and stress and there's it's one or the other it's either like okay feel good or it's like oh my gosh something's wrong right which happens a lot so (laughs) 
But don't worry because you're not alone. We do it too. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and then turns out half the time you know the answer and the other half you just have more questions than mm-hmm. answers afterwards. And can I just say, I feel like when I was pregnant, I would Google things and it would just be like, eh, it's probably normal. Even could if you be. ask your doctor, right? Like it could yeah. be a normal pregnancy symptom. And you're like, well, that's helpful. Like, well, Or you should go to the emergency room right now. Yeah, it's either one or the other. And you're like, well, <laughs> great. So what do I actually do right now? Because I have no idea. Yeah, fun times. Definitely. <laughs> um, what is one of the weirdest things that you Googled? Um, one of my <laughs> trying to think of one of the craziest things that I don't know if you are breastfeeding or like nursing, pumping, what have you. There was one time, this might be TMI, but here we go. Give I it was, to us. <laughs> <laughs> I was feeding Rowan and then he like unlatched. And it felt like he was biting me. Like I looked down to be like, what is happening? And he wasn't even near me. (laughs) And I was like, what is happening right now? And then it happened a few other times. And it was like the worst pain I could. I just can't describe it. It was awful. And then I Googled, (laughs) why does it feel like my baby's biting me when they're not there? (laughs) Like, it's just like phantom (laughs) bites. Like, what is happening? Oh, man. um, But it's actually called vasospasms. I'm probably butchering that. Um, which is a common thing. I actually text my lactation consultant because I was like, what is this? <laughs> this thing sounds scary. Like, it does. That sounds terrifying. Yeah. But it's okay, guys, because it's normal. Right? <laughs> uh, but it is pretty much just um, like a blood flow issue when you're nursing. So happens when the blood vessels supplying the nipple go into a spasm and reduce the blood flow. So suddenly. So. Feels like you're dying for a minute. Yeah. (laughs) It happens like, I guess it's something to do with like it being warm while they're nursing. And then, like, if it's instantly cold, the body kind of freaks out. But I Googled, why does it feel like my baby's biting me when they're not there? So (laughs) that's so wild. The things you learn, right? Yeah. Okay, so one, you said the word phantom, and it reminded me, I, for a very long time, like six months or more, maybe even a year, Mm -hmm. like, I would hear Logan crying even when he wasn't crying. Like, in my mind, I would hear these phantom cries, and it was always, like, when I was taking a shower, So I'd take a shower and all of a sudden I'd hear like screaming or crying and I'd like run out, no towel, soaking wet into the room. And then he's like sleeping. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I swear that he was just crying. And that happened all the time. So something that I Googled was like, why do I hear my baby crying when they're not crying? (laughs) So (laughs) phantom cries really are a thing. And I think that like, I have heard moms talk about it since Mm -hmm. then. Like, it's pretty common for people to hear phantom cries, but it really freaked me out at first. It's scary because you think something really bad's happening. Yes. And then you're like, (laughs) my mind's losing it. What's happening? Yes. And then you see them and they're completely fine or they're like fast asleep. And then you're like, oh my goodness, am I crazy? Mm hmm. Like, what is happening? Honestly, what is (laughs) happening? No, you're just a mom, you know? (laughs) It kind of goes along with phantom kicks. Did you have phantom kicks after? No. Oh, yeah. I had those and they freaked me out. Because I was like, I'm not pregnant. Am I pregnant? Am I pregnant? No. For like a few months after I had Ruth, I would have phantom kicks. Mm. So that's a fun one. Not as much with Rowan, but with Ruth, I definitely had them. And I was always worried I was pregnant. That's like further along. Yeah, like all of a sudden, yeah, yeah, you know, (laughs) all of a sudden you're 16 weeks pregnant, and (laughs) yeah, it's fine, but yeah, that's what reminds me of phantom kicks. I didn't have phantom kicks, but I do remember like after Logan was born, I would like hold my stomach Mm -hmm. like for a couple months after, and then I was like, wait, there's no baby in there, why do I keep like holding my belly? Like, there's nothing there anymore. But I think it was just, like, a sense of comfort. Like, for Mm -hmm. so long, like, I found comfort in that. And then I was like, oh, well, now it's just, like, extra skin and fluid. (laughs) 
you know, and fat stored up. So that's not that cute to hold on to anymore. Like, <laughs> You're like, oh, yeah, I miss yeah. that baby belly, you know? <laughs> yeah. Sweet. What was another one of yours? Um, definitely just in the beginning was a lot of poop. Mm-hmm. A lot of poop. Like, how do I get my baby to poop? And then... Like, there'd be a day where, like, okay, Logan hasn't pooped for two days, and how do we get him to poop? And, like, probably for the first couple of months, we were a little bit, like, neurotic, but Mm. mainly because we had no freaking idea what was going on, that, like, everything to us was a really big deal. It was like, oh, my gosh, he hasn't pooped in two days. Like, his intestines are going to explode, and he's going to die, and all of these things. Like, honest thoughts that were running through our minds. And so then we were trying all of these things and all of these exercises. And so we looked up all of the ways to get your baby to poop. And the one thing that was our doctor did recommend was, like, prune juice, which, okay, I get. But I remember, like, Logan being very small. And I was like, I don't feel like that is safe mm-hmm. for a tiny baby to be drinking prune juice. But anyway, so that was one thing that was <laughs> recommended, even though it didn't feel natural to do that for a small baby before they were eating food to give them prune juice. But, you know, that was one thing that we did. Lots of poop, lots of poop colors. Mm-hmm. And then the poop smell. Oh, yes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like if you're a mom... Or if you're going to be a mom, you will learn very soon, like, you know what's a normal poop smell mm-hmm. and what's not. Mm-hmm. So I remember for a while, all of a sudden, like, Logan's poop would smell like sour milk. Ooh. So that was something that I looked up. Like, why does my baby's poop smell like <laughs> sour milk? Because it just had a very distinct smell. And he was only exclusively breastfed, you know, with my breast milk. So it was very confusing why it would smell like sour milk when I knew it was fresh milk (laughs) that I was pumping. Um, But turns out our doctor had said it might be that he has, like, some dairy sensitivity. Right. Based on what I was eating and then that was coming out through my milk and then he was eating it. And so... That smell, that like that poop smell prompted us to do a lot of lab work. Mm-hmm. We had to take Logan in to get his blood drawn, which don't oh, get me started, but that was awful. Like, I think at this time, Logan was like four months old. Mm-hmm. And he had already had like one major surgery. So we kind of knew what we were doing. Like, he's been in the hospital for extended period of time at this point. So we go and we get his blood drawn and this lady could not do it. And he was like screaming Uh and crying and it was awful and miserable. And she's like, I just can't do it. His veins. And I was like, excuse me, but he's had major surgery. He's had IVs in his arms. Like it's possible you're just not doing it right. And I Mm -hmm. was very upset because it took like over 30 minutes. So um because this lady just kept trying and she tried three or four different times and i was like okay i'm done like we're done you're not doing this you're not gonna poke him anymore and she's like let me get someone more experienced and i was like really we're we're trying this on the fourth time oh my gosh um i think that was the first time that like my mama bear instinct like really came out yeah but i was very not happy so this this experienced lady who's done this with children before comes out does it perfectly and then we go home and it was just frustrating that we had like put logan through this very extensive process very painful for all parties involved when somebody else could have done it right the first time Mm -hmm. so that was hard but we found out uh he ended up getting tested for like the 13 major food allergies at the time and everything came back totally fine so Mm -hmm. he didn't have any dairy sensitivity or intolerance or anything like that and it eventually like cleared up on its Hmm. own so that was interesting also 
while we're speaking of that, while we were waiting for the blood labs to come back, Mm -hmm. I had cut out dairy because I was trying to see if that would help. Mm -hmm. And I was drinking, like, the lactose-free milk. Yes. (laughs) Because I don't know. I thought that that meant, like, no dairy. (laughs) That's not the case. Lactose-free milk has dairy in it. Which, I don't know, maybe I'm the only idiot out there in the world, but... No, you you were the one who told me because I had to go dairy-free for Rowan, and you were like, just don't buy this. And I was like, that's what's in my shopping cart. Yeah, I... I, So that was another Google prompt when I found out. I don't even remember how I found out, but lactose-free milk is not dairy-free. So... Pro makes tip. A difference. <laughs> makes a huge difference. And so I was like sacrificing all of these things. Like we had even gone up to the cabin together. Yeah. And I had to order like pizza without cheese. It was mm-hmm. like, I was trying really hard, but the whole time I was drinking <laughs> milk with dairy in it. <laughs> so it was like all for nothing. <laughs> no, you know, it's, that's how I felt. So Rowan and we also had to do allergy testing. And I remember being, like for like months it didn't have dairy couldn't have ice cream Mm. cheese Mm. and I like I don't love oat milk but I'll drink it in my coffee yeah I find out that no it was peanuts and I was having peanut butter and jelly sandwiches almost every single day (laughs) I'm wondering why his stomach was like not happy and like yeah, yeah, yeah the fun things you know but that is something I googled a lot was Allergy testing, <laughs> how allergies happen, and oh my goodness, yeah, good times. That is some good times. <laughs> so just know if you have to go dairy free for some reason, and it ends up being for nothing, it's okay. <laughs> we've been there. We've yeah. made we've made the sacrifice. <laughs> so, and I remember like switching out like to like cheese, like almond milk cheese, oh. and like. I Oh, I did so many things. <laughs> well, I did the same thing. I tried to switch out the cheese, and I think I got, like, the cashew cheese or something, oh, yeah. or whatever, some vegan cheese, and it was the most disgusting thing that I've ever <laughs> eaten in my life. Zero out of ten. Do not recommend. Like, I would just rather never eat cheese mm-hmm. for my entire life than have to eat that. Um, yeah. That's just a personal preference. <laughs> I just yeah. could not do it, so... Those of you that are committed, I am all the power to you because I could just not. I just can't. I like dairy. Yeah. I think I've decided (laughs) I like it. So luckily our kids are fine with dairy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's fine. Thank goodness. And that is something that like has always really terrified me, like food allergies. They're scary. And I know Rowan's gone through some, like, peanut stuff, and my nephew, he has a really bad peanut allergy, Mm -hmm. and it's just scary because you're always having to, like, Google labels, like, does this have peanuts in it, or what does this mean if it has, if it's processed in the same Mm -hmm. plant, can you have it, can you not, if it, you know, there's just so many different, like, rules and exceptions, and some things are okay, but others are absolutely not, and it's scary to live in a world where your child has a true food allergy. And it's scary to like, when you really look at labels, at least for peanuts, it's in oh, so yeah. many things that you Everything. wouldn't think of. And it's like processing the same plants. Like for, yeah. I think for like a month, I like strictly didn't do any peanuts for Rowan. And it was like, there's so many things. Like yes. every time you pick up a label, you're like, oh, like Starbucks, I couldn't really have anything from them because they have certain things that are processed with peanuts and stuff. It's weird. Yeah. The things yeah. you don't think Totally. And for my nephew, it's if it's processed, and this is just him specifically, but if it's processed in the same plant, it's okay. It's, oh, that's but good. if it has may contain traces of, it's mm. not okay. So like the wording has to be very specific. To be whether it's okay or not. I just, that's scary. And because his is severe, I feel like I would just be like, you're not having anything. Like, <laughs> yes. Like, oh. And 
Speaking of like allergies, I remember Googling a lot of baby rash images. Oh, yes. Like trying to like Google like big, large red splotches (laughs) on baby's neck Mm -hmm. or like small little dots on baby's arms or like diaper rash or yeast diaper rash infection or, you know, like so many different things that I was like, what could this be? Mm-hmm. Like, I had no idea. And so I would, like, scroll through, like, hundreds of different possible rashes, trying to, like, match the pictures to whatever <sighs> Logan had going on at the time. And then sometimes freaking out, like, oh, my gosh, it's this, mm-hmm. when it wasn't. But baby rashes, it can be really terrifying for the first time. Oh, yeah. I remember not even that long ago, like <laughs> a few months ago, both of our kids got my kids, both of my kids got hand, foot, mouth. And I remember Googling because they both had bad eczema, but then I was like, these are weird dots. And I was like, is it chicken pox? Is it hand, foot, mouth? Is it rosiella? <laughs> like what is happening? Yes. And then for my kids, hand, foot, mouth, the spots went away within 24 hours. Which I was like, that's not normal. So Googling <laughs> that and then that led down a whole other. It was totally. Just, it was rashes freak me out. And my kids both have, like, the weirdest <laughs> eczema rashes. Ruth look like little rings a lot of the time. Oh, So half the time I think she has, like, ring ringworm. Worm. I'm like, oh, my gosh. And the doctor's like, no. It's not ring. But I'm like, it's in a ring. And it's like, yeah. Oh, that's interesting. So in the, in the end, probably check with your doctor on yes. rashes. <laughs> Always end up having to defer there because... I find out that I know a lot less than I think I do when yeah. it comes to that. Although I have also learned a lot. Yeah. Um, Logan just had his two-year checkup. And so he has recently developed what I thought was a rash. He's also had some eczema, but it's very it's in very specific spots. So it's always mm-hmm. behind his knees or on the, like, front of his foot, like where mm-hmm. his ankle is. He's always had, like, eczema there. And so recently he started to get these, like, weird bumps on his arms. Mm -hmm. And they're, like, lots of small little bumps Mm -hmm. that they kind of look like pimples, but they have, like, no head. Like, their skin color. Mm -hmm. But if you feel his arm, they're they're definitely rough. They're not, like, baby smooth like they used to be. And then I was, like, freaking out. And I was, like, what are these things? What's going on? And turns out... It has a very long name, but the short name is called chicken skin. Mm-hmm. And it's like a very genetic thing that like if if a parent has it, that there's a very high probability that they'll pass it on. And so I was like telling Dave and he's like, oh, I have that. And so then when you look at his arms, like that's exactly what <laughs> David has. has. But it was just so interesting, like all of these rashes and bumps and. There's a lot that could potentially go on (laughs) in a child. That's for sure. Oh, craziness. Is it called, oh, that's going to be ketosis, keratosis polaris? Yes, that's it. Yes. Do you have that? I do have it, but like not as bad as others. I don't know if it's, I don't know, but yeah, I have a little bit. So I think I used to have that on my arms and I remember my mom taking me to the dermatologist she'd give me special cream and so mine is not like bad bad anymore the way that it used to be but david's is more rough and so our doctor prescribed just said you have to use a lotion on him every day and Mm -hmm. it has lactic acid in it that's the lotion that i would use that's why mine's not too bad but i could not use it when i was pregnant and breastfeeding oh interesting so that's the reason i like having but yeah so go, Logan guys. has that too. <laughs> and maybe your kids maybe will develop it. <laughs> yeah. You know, with all their other weird except my poor babies. All the skin skin. All the skin things. <laughs> so interesting. What was another fun one that you Googled? Um I remember you and I were actually talking and you were pregnant with Rowan and you're like man, Misha is, like, so clingy lately or, you know, like, she's always on my belly. And so, mm-hmm. and you were like, oh, I wonder, like, if she can feel the baby or knows the baby's there. And I remember, mm-hmm. like, Googling that, like, dogs and pregnancy, like, 
just wanting to find out more about it, like why are dogs more clingy when you're pregnant? Mm-hmm. And then we found out that babies actually cry in the oh, womb. Mm-hmm. And dogs can hear them cry. <laughs> so that's a lot of the times why dogs are so clingy, like as you get more pregnant because they're hearing your baby cry. And that like brain explosion, like I don't... <laughs> Like, I don't understand that. I've never, like, thought of babies crying. I'm like, they're so happy. Why are they crying? <laughs> like, right. What's wrong with them? And now I feel, you know, you feel like a jerk that you're not comforting them when they're crying. <laughs> so, anyway, that yes. was like a... And then I went down the rabbit hole of, like, do babies cry in the womb? And reading all about that. So, that was a very interesting... <laughs> Google search. <laughs> I remember you telling me that. And then I just like, because Misha was very different. Like with Ruth, she she knew Ruth was in there. I'm pretty sure she was clingy. She always liked to lay next to me, whatever. But with Rowan, she was like on it. She's also older. But I remember I'd be like across the room and like I would feel Rowan start kicking and Misha would lose it. And she'd like <laughs> bark and then run over. And it's so, so then I was crazy. Like, Every time after that, when Misha would do something weird, I'm like, oh no, is he crying? And like, I can't, I can't comfort him. Is that what's happening? And like, I felt like I had a little <laughs> alarm dog. <laughs> Tell me. It's kind of like a terrifying thought mm-hmm. that your baby's crying in the womb. Right. But then, like, based on that conversation, we like went down a rabbit hole. And then we, I remember part of the like, part of our conversation was like, do dogs get mastitis? Yeah. Like, do they get clogged yeah. ducts? And then oh, it turns out that they do get clogged do. ducts. And it's, like, super painful. And they can, like, die. And it's awful. And, like, goats get it. And, like, cows, cows get it. And then I remember being, like, super emotional about, like, all of these animals. <laughs> like, getting mastitis because their, like, ducks are clogged. And it's, mm-hmm. like... As a human, it's, like, the worst pain in the whole world. It's so bad. So I just remember thinking about all of these animals that, like, are feeling that level of pain and can't, like, say anything about it. So I just went on, like, a very sad Google (laughs) Google rabbit hole, just, like, Googling all of the things that could go wrong in animals' pregnancies. And it was just, it was disheartening. (laughs) It's sad. Did I ever tell you, this is kind of off subject, but my friend's parents' dog had morning sickness while she was pregnant. Oh. She, like, couldn't eat much and was, like, super sick. And I was like, I didn't know dogs could have morning sickness. But she was, like, she was very sick and very pregnant. And it was the saddest thing. And, like, we were pregnant at the same time. And I'm like, oh, baby, like, you're so Girl, I know, I know. Oh, poor thing. But oh speaking of clogged ducks, though, I don't know about you, but I had to Google how to remove them mm-hmm. all the time. Have you ever seen the pictures that people post of, like, their clogged Ugh. ducks being removed? If you want to see something gross, <laughs> that's what you Google. Because <laughs> they'll show up when you Google how to remove them. And then you're like, oh, my God, that came out. Is that what's going to come out of me? Because... Yes. Mm-mm. Yes. It's like, you guys, do yourself a favor and just Google it right now. <laughs> Google how to remove a clogged duct and then look at the freaking clog that comes out of some of these women. Ugh. And then look down at your nipples and ask yourself how that's possible. <laughs> because I don't know. <laughs> it's terrifying. It's terrifying. But it really ugh. is. I just, I'm getting like grossed out thinking about it. <laughs> uh, and just know they don't always come out in huge clogs. Just, just so you know, <laughs> not always that way. Cause I've, re- I've had to remove a few. I never see a huge clock, luckily. But, it, but it's crazy. I remember. I had a clogged duct that turned into mastitis actually twice. And I remember Googling all of the things about it. Mm -hmm. And, of course, if you Google mastitis, all of a sudden, like, all of these awful things pop up. And then basically says if you don't get it fixed in the next few hours, like, go to the emergency room because then you can 
be hospitalized and all mm-hmm. of this crazy stuff. And I just remember like always feeling panicked because in the first couple of months, I had no idea what, like what my body was doing in general. Like it was changing yeah. so much that like every little weird twinge or pain or thing, like I was Googling everything. Mm-hmm. To figure out, like, is this normal or is this not? Like, I just need to know. Like, I remember for a couple of months after I had Logan, if I would go to the bathroom and I would sit on the toilet, I swear I felt like my uterus was going to fall out. Like, I just had this, like, pressure and, like, I really felt like it was just going to, like, drop into the toilet, which I don't know if that's possible or not, but, like... That's the only way that I could describe it. And I remember Googling it and then finally asking my doctor. And he was like, oh, that's normal. And I was like, really? Because it really doesn't feel normal. Like, this is not something that feels natural. Things your body goes through. Yeah. That's like, this is kind of a weird one. But I had to Google, can you be ovulating at five weeks postpartum? Mm. because that one I was getting so like you cramp for like the first few weeks right like yeah uterus is shrinking and then I was fine and then all of a sudden I was like I am cramping like a lot and I'm like oh my gosh I'm like hemorrhaging or something's gonna happen really mm -hmm. bad right and so which is another thing apparently I had to google this like redheads have a higher chance of like hemorrhaging and like bleep like all of these things crazy yeah fun stuff being redhead have mutations but (laughs) (laughs) like so I was like oh my gosh can I actually be like am I gonna have my period like I can't have my period I'm not even at my six-week appointment yet Uh right and then I contacted my doctor because I'm like something's wrong like I'm cramping really bad blah 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 she's like we're gonna have you go in and do an ultrasound but it sounds like you're just ovulating Mm. I was like lady no (laughs) I just had a baby baby. (laughs) but after all that fun ultrasounds and stuff I I was just ovulating so you can so wild you can be ovulating at five weeks postpartum apparently so crazy my body was ready (laughs) for another one it's ready to make more babies you did so good yeah my body's (laughs) crazy but yes that was a fun one because i was like no that's not real like oh Uh, i remember a cup like i pumped for logan for a very long time Mm -hmm. and after i stopped Everything dried up. Everything was fine. And then, like, several months later, all of a sudden, like, I would look down at my shirt and my – I would have, like, milk stains. Like, my boobs were leaking milk several months after I had stopped pumping. And that was a very weird thing. Like, why am I leaking milk after I'm completely done breastfeeding? Like, it was a wild thing. And it had happened – Actually, like, since, like, has happened several times, but it's just, like, the weirdest thing, something that you are not anticipating or not expecting. Like, you think you're all dried up and everything's back to normal, but... Nope. Your body is never the same after having a baby. <laughs> it's very true. Like, I think it's learned how to do new new things. It's new and improved. Uh <laughs> I don't know if it's all improved. It's definitely <laughs> not all improved. But uh, so, yeah, your body's just learning new things all the time. And I guess it's normal for you to leak milk several it's months like after. When you, because if you pumped, you know, when you have green milk or mm. like pink milk, did you ever have those? I and didn't, like, but what? I remember you telling me. I like freaked out. Yeah. I thought I was dying. <laughs> I remember the the pink milk. I was like, oh my gosh. Like that one, I was like, oh, there's blood or something. Like that one I knew. Like, yeah. Like there's probably blood in my milk. But the green milk, I was like, oh my God. 
<laughs> like, I should have. I don't remember if I took a picture of it. I thought I should have, but I was just like freaking out. But apparently, it's normal, and it can happen if you eat certain things or like if you've been sick and taking medication. Your milk can be green sometimes. So can interesting. Also, was it blue? Was it safe for baby to eat? Yes, according to the doctor. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently pink milk like blood in your milk is safe for them to eat too and the green milk is fine as long as they're like not on medication that can be transferred but you should know that ahead of time anyway yeah. um but yeah it just can change color and blue milk is pretty normal too i have had bluish tinted milk um a lot of the times in the morning when i do like my morning pump because Rowan will like empty one breast and then I like pump on the other one. Uh-huh. And it has a lot of is it four milk? Is that the interesting the first milk that comes uh-huh. out? It's thinner and yeah. fat. So it looks a little bit more blue. So and that reminds me, I did a lot of like all of a sudden I learned a lot of terms that I had never <laughs> heard before, like the four milk and the hind milk and like the fatty milk and all of this stuff, um, mm-hmm. which is crazy. I because I was an exclusive pumper, I froze a lot of my milk. Yeah, and so I remember freezing my milk. And I don't know if you've ever done that, but when you look at the milk after it's been frozen, and there's like white, there's like round spots mm-hmm. in your frozen milk. And the first time I saw that, I freaked out because I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Like it looked like a bacteria. Mm-hmm. was growing in my milk like there were just different spots in the milk mm-hmm. turns out it's totally normal after i googled that because it's just the fat of the milk separating mm-hmm. and then freezing in like fat blobs <laughs> through, <laughs> throughout the milk pouch so just some That's interesting nice. things that i never knew were possible i did a lot of like googling milk like i would pump it to bottles and i would put it in the fridge and then all of a sudden it was like super thick on oh, top yeah. and i was like oh that looks disgusting mm-hmm. the first couple of times like why is it just looked like my milk was going sour yeah so like why does my breast milk look like it's sour or <laughs> things like separating? that separating yes turns out totally normal but those were just a lot of things that I had no idea about prior to having my baby. No. And I had to, I think for Ruth, I had to do so many, like, how to increase your milk supply. How do mm. I know my baby's eating enough? How, yeah. how many ounces my baby's eating? And then, like, can you mix breast milk and formula? Like, how do you do that? So many so many supply and can you you can actually (laughs) you can but you just have to make sure your formula is like measured out with water and made Mm -hmm. like ready for baby and then you can mix it with the breast milk and I know I know some moms who've been doing that who are like trying to transition off of breast milk they do it that way or like um if they have an older baby and they're wanting to give them some of the breast milk for antibodies you know yeah different things but yeah i also had to look up this time around like can you make like can you mix the same day's milk together into one bag Mm. or like how to start because i use i use the haka a lot with rowan and so i'd get like maybe three ounces or something sometimes like i don't want to feed or freeze just three ounces and then I get like another three later. I'm like, can I mix them? What yeah. But the CDC says get them at the same temp and then mix them. Yes. And but. with that, though, there's been a lot of like mm-hmm. mixed things because that was always the like old way is like yes. they can't be different temperatures. So you can't mm-hmm. mix room temperature with cold And so that's, like, always the rule to live by. And then the CDC came back and was, like, actually, it's okay. Like, you can go ahead and mix them. Like, no big deal. And then, like, the CDC redacted that a couple months later. Yeah. Yeah, Like, like, they redacted it and they were, like, actually, no. no. 
Like, you can't mix, you know, the different temperatures. So, I don't know. Can you? Can you not? I do you. (laughs) Whatever works for you. Um, I will not be mixing different temperatures just because I wasn't doing that prior to. But Mm -hmm. if at one point the CDC said it was safe, chances are it might not be the worst thing. Yeah, (laughs) it could happen. That's something I might try out. I bought a series chill. This is really random. Oh, nice. But um, it's like a... Like a, I don't even know what you call it. Like a thermos? Yeah, like a thermos for breast milk to keep it cold. Um, Because I won't have a fridge while I'm subbing. (laughs) Yeah. So to keep my breast milk at the right temperature all day. Yeah. Um, So we're going to see. I don't know how I feel about it yet. Yeah. But, you know, they did say it was okay for a little bit. At one point. I know. It, and (laughs) it's so weird. And, like, another thing that they say is not okay is, like, if you ever pump milk into, like, a bottle, you'll know that, the, like, the fat rises to the top. So sometimes yeah. it can get really thick and, like, caked on there and it can be hard to come off. Mm-hmm. And so what they have said in the past is don't shake your breast milk. Yeah. Don't shake the bottle to get all the fat off. You have to, like, gently swirl it. You know, like, that's yeah. been, like, the rule of them. But now with, you know – with new stuff that's coming out, it's like, no, you can totally shake the bottle. As like, much as you want. you're not gonna like <laughs> shake out the nutrients. And so, I don't know, there's always some old stuff out there, new stuff. It can be really confusing to know what to do. And that can make a Googling hard because Google has both, both sides ways of thinking mm-hmm. on published. So, you know, some sides are gonna say, Never shake your breast milk, and others can say it's totally fine. And honestly, who knows? No one. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much. And I think out of all of this, like at the end of the day, you'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like no one really knows the full answer to most of these things, other than like your doctors, most likely. But like the internet can be, it can be a shady place like i'm on a lot of like mom forums like on the what to expect app Mm -hmm. and so women post all the time and i love scrolling through there because i learn a lot but a woman can ask a question like is this normal and like 50 percent will say totally Mm -hmm. i've been there and others like absolutely not and at the end of the day who knows everybody is so different it's it's crazy how your bodies work you know because everybody experiences somewhat of the same thing, but just in their own version. Which is, totally. Which also, I know we were going to talk about this before, but shoe size. Mm. Uh, Don't get I, me started on that one. <laughs> I remember, so I had a cousin who was like, oh yeah, I had to donate all my shoes after my pregnancies. Mm. I was like, okay. Like what? And then when I started to not be able to fit in my shoes, I was like, wait, like, why can't I fit in my shoes anymore? Uh Uh-huh. And it was a sad day. I, like, grew at least half a size, if not a full size. And. (sighs) Yes. That is definitely something that I Google too. Why don't my shoes fit? And I remember, like, as I was almost, like, a couple of weeks before I had Logan, I remember having a little bit of swelling in my feet. Not, mm-hmm. I never had crazy swelling, but noticed that my shoes were fitting me a little bit differently. Figured after birth, everything's going to go back to normal. Yeah. Well, turns out I basically never fit into my shoes ever again because your feet grow. Like, not mm-hmm. in, like, thickness, like the swelling, but, like, in length, they mm-hmm. actually grow and they never, ever go back. Like, I grew one full shoe size. And so 98% of the shoes that are in my home right now, I cannot wear. Isn't it so sad? And it's awful. <laughs> I have some cute shoes. I have some super cute shoes and I can't wear them. And then now I'm like, well, I have a baby that I'm now buying all of these things for. 
Like, I don't have the extra money mm-hmm. hanging around to, like, restock my shoe wardrobe. So now I have two pairs of shoes that I wear because yeah. my baby has 12. Right? So that works. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Speaking of that, like, mom stuff, I had to Google, and I, like, recently, how do you style your hair with postpartum hair? mm because let me tell you, you can't see me right now, but <laughs> these baby hairs in the front from like, so oh, not yeah. only do I have like Rowan's postpartum hair growing back, mm-hmm. but I have Ruth's wonky length. Uh-huh. I just have like natural layers built in now. Yes. That are whack. So like figuring yes. out how to contain these like little babies that just stick straight out. Oh, Yep. All the Google searches. How do you do it? Been there. And speaking of hair, I Googled a lot. When will my hair stop falling out? Yeah. Because I was like six months postpartum and still losing my hair in chunks. Mm-hmm. Like, I honest to goodness, like, I would start to get, like, spurts of, like, the baby blues, like, in those moments of, like, oh, my gosh, I'm, like, I'm ruined and not that, like, my hair was my identity, but, like, I've always had, like, thick hair. And so all of a sudden my hair was, like, so thin. I couldn't do anything with it. And my skin was, like, dull. And, like, everything about me just was different. And my hair would not stop falling out. And so <laughs> I was, like, desperate. And most most of the internet searches were, like, within two to three months. Sometimes right. can last up to a year. And I was, like... I'm six months in and I can't stand losing my hair for six more months. Like, I just could not stand that. But it eventually stopped, but it took a very long time. And that was hard. And so, like you, my baby hairs grew in. And I I felt like Big Bird for several months. Like, that was (laughs) the best way. I just always felt like I had these, like, big bird hairs. Mm -hmm. Like, I would be at work, and I'd go to the bathroom, and I'd wash my hands, and I'd see myself in my mirror, and I was like, OMG. Like, (laughs) I, like, no one said anything to me. Right? (laughs) Like, I always had to, like, wet down my hair, and it would never last. And so, part of the Google search was I found that there's this, like... It looks like a mascara tube, mm-hmm. and it has, like, a mascara brush, but it's got, like, gel on the end of it, and you, like, comb down your baby hairs, uh-huh. and it's supposed to last all day. So, that is the solution that I found per, per Google. <laughs> and it worked well? <laughs> yes. Um, and I would recommend it, but I still was, like, Big Bird for a very long time. So, and now I have, like... My postpartum bangs that are grown out, but it that was a that was a rough stage of time. <laughs> Losing your hair is it's I was talking to Rowan's pediatrician because I was she, so my hair, I think it stopped falling out, right? Mm-hmm. And then like this past month, I feel like, oh no, it's back. There's like been chunks and chunks. I'm like, okay, mm. just a wave of hormone change. It's fine. Trying to keep my cool. But then She's like looking at Rowan and like doing all this stuff, and she just keeps finding my hair on him. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, I'm sorry. And she's like, No, it's okay. I was like, I thought I was done. And I feel like I just keep losing hair. I'm like about to have a breakdown in front of this pediatrician, right? <laughs> and she's like, Oh, honey, it's okay. Like, it'll stop eventually. And she like starts like going through like why I'm losing hair. And I'm like, No, I know it's why. I just like, she was very sweet. You're all, I just needed to stop. <laughs> I just needed to stop. <laughs> and then she starts like, remember just to check his fingers and his toes. Oh, yeah. Before like, um, for those who have kids or are going to have kids, like their your hair can get wrapped around their fingers or their toes. And I think they call it a hair tourniquet. Yeah. And it can cause some major damage. So always check their fingers and their toes and make sure there's Which no hair. Which is hairs. terrifying. Oh, yeah. Anytime... That was one of my things when I, when Rowan was sleeping and then he would like randomly start screaming and Ryan was like, we need to just let him cry. Like, just let him self-soothe. I'm like, what if there's a hair wrapped around his neck? And of course they're in like feety pajamas. You have to like undress them to check 
yeah their toes and yep hair that's, <laughs> that's, well yes so speaking of hair baby hair and oh, yeah. heartburn mm-hmm. i remember googling that a lot because i i had a little bit of heartburn like not a lot during pregnancy and it wasn't like towards the end but logan was born with like a full head of hair yes, he was he had a lot of hair at birth dark hair and everybody's like oh you must have had really bad heartburn and i was like mm, no but you know and so i i knew that that was always like a old wives tale or whatever mm-hmm. but i googled that a lot like does heartburn have any correlation with how much hair your baby has and like no in reality like there's no no, no research based correlation but another interesting thing out there but it is fun yes yeah. it goes along with the um gender predictions mm. that you can do those yes. are always fun if you guys have done that i'd love to hear your results because <laughs> <laughs> i think they're interesting because my friend and i who were pregnant at the same time we like after school one day we're like doing all of the little ones trying to see if our genders were right yeah and so like with the chinese gender chart it's very specific because apparently this is like the thing it's like you need to know not just like the day that you were born but like the day that you were due because like Mm -hmm. the moons are different on those days and so i i think it's really hard to like get like an actual accurate prediction on that but for mine uh the Chinese gender chart was wrong for Logan, but I have been super curious about the baking soda oh, yeah. test, I which done that one. is like you're supposed to put some baking soda in like a little cup and pee in it, essentially. Mm-hmm. And if it fizzes, you're having a boy. And if it stays flat, you're having a girl. And like the research behind it is like... That's what is supposed to happen, but when I was reading about it, it says, like, at any point in your pregnancy, like, the acidity in your body could differ, so it's really a 50-50 shot on, like, whether it's right or not, but I'm a sucker for those kinds of things, so it's worth a shot. I think so. If anyone's tried that one, too. (laughs) (laughs) Or if anybody knows any other weird things. Yeah, because those are fun ones to do. definitely so you guys will have to let us know weird things that you have googled this week we would love to hear them and certainly we have googled many more things (laughs) than this uh since we've been pregnant and becoming moms and so many other things that we will continue to google probably tonight (laughs) yeah (laughs) exactly like starting tonight on like we we rely on the internet a lot, but also know that, well, it's not always accurate and we might feel more stressed, but it's worth a shot. <laughs> right. So please let us know what you're Googling. It's the weirdest, funnest thing that you've ever Googled. Yes, we'd love to know. Stay tuned and we will see you guys next week. <laughs>